Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden. And we're going to get into an interview that we got with Mark Bauerlein. I'm going to play you some clips of audio from my guest host stint in Seattle, Washington. And uh, I'm happy to be with you this morning. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. I don't know about you, but I'm happy to get past 2021. It was some people said that 2020 was the the dumpster fire from hell. But honestly, 2020 was actually a really good year for me personally. But 2021, not so much. I saw a lot more, um, you know, of 2020, the residual effect of 2020. And I guess some people are really upset about the things that happened in 2020, which is why uh, I was just looking at this story saying that there's an armed man with a hit list, including Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci. And he was arrested in Iowa on his way to the White House. Interesting story. Let's see what this has to say. Authorities in Iowa have arrested a man who was found during a traffic stop to be carrying a rifle and a hit list. That included President Biden, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, according to the L.A. Times. So that means you could probably only believe half of that. <laughs> the name Kuasha Brilliant Xiong from Merced, California, was taken into custody last week after allegedly telling police who pulled him over for driving aggressively that he was on his way to the White House to kill persons in power. That's what I always tell the cops when they pull me over. According to the federal court records that were unsealed on Tuesday, authorities said they found an AR-15 type rifle. Well, of course, I mean, that's the only rifle that anybody would ever have anyway. Ammunition, body armor, medical kits, and a grappling hook in Xiong's, spelled X-I-O-N-G, Xiong's vehicle, Per court records, Mr. Xiong's hit list of targets was compiled from TikTok videos, according to court records. In addition to Biden and Fauci, the Times reported that the list included former presidents Clinton and Obama and Meta chief executive Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I laugh because he didn't get them, obviously. You get a guy that's like, I'm going to go kill everybody because he's driving recklessly, gets pulled over. And of course, the plan doesn't happen. And I'm not wishing them dead. Of course not. I'm just saying it's a, it, it's always some nut job, right? It's always a nut job that decides to do this. And this is why I, I don't engage in the tinfoil hat. I just don't do it. Uh, I don't deny it. I just don't do it because it's just not healthy, right? Because ultimately, you know, Somebody will say, oh, my gosh, but he's such a nice guy. Why would he do that? Somebody will immediately come and say, oh, because it's the medication he takes. It's the radio frequencies. They're getting into his brain. You don't understand. Or they've got something on him. They must have something on him. And that's why he was doing this. I mean, the, the stories go on and on and on. This is why you can't engage in this game. But anyway, uh, Siong believes that he is the only person remaining who can free the United States of evil and is necessary 
for him specifically to kill those in positions of power. The Secret Service continued. Ugh. I tell you, this is just a horrible story. And Agent Justin Larson said in an affidavit, according to the Times, Xiong also told authorities that if he was released from custody, he would continue traveling to the White House and do whatever it takes to complete his plan per the court records. So I guess they're going to let him out on no cash bail, right, ladies and gentlemen? I think that's what they're going to do. Let's see. Let's see if that's what happens. Or will they jail him like the January 6th people? who can't even get a phone call out, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Xiong, 25, was booked in Iowa's uh, Potawatomi County on the afternoon of December 21st. Xiong is scheduled to appear in federal court for a detention hearing on Thursday, that's today, with the federal government arguing he should remain in custody because he made a threat against a former president as well, which is a federal crime. Now, obviously, if he's there for his hearing, that means he's still in custody and they want to keep him in custody. So he did not get out on no cash bail, unlike the guy who um, took his car and ran people over in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Right. So it's just fascinating to, to see the, the selectivity and the um, let's call it diversity, if we will, the diversity in how they apply bail as a concept overall. Oh, you yeah, know, we're going to hold this guy without bail because, you know, he's a he's a threat to Obama. He's a threat to Clinton. But if he was a threat to small children and old ladies in a Christmas parade, then perhaps if we were in Waukesha, Wisconsin, then perhaps we should let him go. I tell you, absolute insanity. This is because people are tired. People are tired. I'm not justifying this. I know lots of people would love to do that stuff, but very few, or if any, actually do do this stuff. And it always reminds me of people that I speak with that they're like, at what point do we, well, there you go, there's the point, ask that guy. At what point do you decide to get in your car, drive erratically, arm yourself to the nines, and then get arrested? You're probably going to do years of time now. He's not going to get out with just, you know, um, I'm crazy. That's not going to work that way. This is why. People say, oh, Rich, you're milk toast. Oh, you're so, uh, you're too calm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm here for the smoke, man. I'm here, I'm here to watch this stuff and laugh at it. You know, we'll do things the right way. We'll actually effectuate change, hearts and minds. I don't need to scream at the top of my lungs. I don't need to drive in this car and, and with AR-15s in the back to go kill anybody to, to make the point I'm making. And again, that's just me. Uh, I believe in civility. I believe in, in doing things a certain way. And, and the way he's doing them is not the way I believe in it. But people are fed up and people get tired and they start their sentences with these catchphrases that are really, it's a setup because they just want you to agree with them, right? When they say things like, but at what point? They don't really care. They don't really want to know at what point because I'll tell them at what point? Maybe, um, I don't know, the year 3030. Maybe by then we can take action. They don't want to hear that, right? So when they say at what point, they want you to go, the point is now. Let's go. I'm with you. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But this is where they are. And I think it's, it's important to realize that that's only going to land you in jail. You got to play the game that's being played. You show up to a three-card Monty. Don't try and play, uh, you know, seven-card stud. It's not going to work. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. You got to fight the fight that you're in. And the fight that we're in against the left is this one of, of subversion. It's not one of, of guns in my house. Nobody's knocking down my door to force me to take a vaccine, but yet they're doing everything they can to make sure you starve if you don't have a vaccine, right? So, I mean, this is how the left works, and you have to figure out the way they work and fight back that way. That's why I'm giving kudos to the people in New York, because they said, you know what, what we're going to do, we're going to do exactly what they're doing. They use the media to get their point across, and great, I'll go into to Burger King and get thrown out. So we had a veteran get thrown out. That made some headlines. And you had a mom and her children getting kicked out of a pizzeria by a, a half a dozen police officers. At some point... Those cops are going to say, you know what, 
I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm going to look for something else. Oh, look, that guy's jaywalking. I'm going to go give that guy a ticket before I respond to that, that call in Burger King. Why? Because they don't want to be the ones that are on the news arresting the mom and kicking out the kid or giving them a warning or forcibly picking them up and moving them out of a facility, especially if they're nonviolent. Just, I got brothers that are on the job, both retired from the NYPD in Jersey. I went uh, to a abbreviated police academy to volunteer with my local police department. And I can tell you, no cop that I know, none, wants to do that type of thing. That means there's pressure on them, and it's likely political pressure coming straight from the top. People get sick and tired of the government abusing of them. And that's why this student, I found the article. Actually, I could only access it on my cell phone for whatever reason on my desktop. They were hating on me. It's the deep state, I tell you. But Seattle Times. Former Seattle public school student who says the administrators pressured him to stay silent about alleged locker room sexual misconduct at the Garfield High School uh, gym or for the swim team is seeking half a million dollars in damages from the district. (laughs) This is a legal claim that they filed against Seattle public schools last week and the student is identified only as AT. Witnesses say that in 2017, an incident in which freshman team members were allegedly asked to participate in a sit-up challenge that would unwittingly bring their faces close to Older students bear genitals. <laughs> All right, I'm laughing because it sounds like a prank gone wrong, and now this kid was really offended by this or whatever. Um, and I could see why. Uh, three years later, in January 2020, the school's assistant principal intercepted the student while he was on his way to speak to a school newspaper reporter and, presu- and pressured him not to do the interview, according to the legal claim. And a district, investi- excuse me, a district investigation of the, in- of the incident was also uh, curtailed, it seems. The assistant principal then called the school's armed police officer into the room. The assistant principal then asked the student and his father to sign a student safety plan that included a provision requiring the student to follow all instructions from school staff, which would trigger an emergency expulsion if the terms of this agreement were violated. His parents say that the school didn't provide a copy of what they asked him to sign and they never agreed uh, to um, to give them a copy. In 2019, the student also witnessed swim team athletes at, at the Garfield and another school taking selfies in locker rooms while other students were changing in the background. And it goes on, and I'll get to that in a second. But it, it just goes to show you, people are tired of the government getting involved. And in this case, it's the government by way of the school system. So... Don't move a muscle. We got a whole lot more to come. I got a bunch of audio that I haven't gotten to yet about Fauci and how Fauci now has groupies and a couple of other things that I want to talk about. Ghislaine Maxwell, of course, she is guilty. And Joe Rogan says Michelle Obama can beat Trump. I want to revisit that one as well. Don't move a muscle. Rich Valdez here with you on AM 770 KTTH. This is America. Now, for weeks, you've heard me talking about Noom.com slash This Is America. Noom.com slash This Is America. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. I use Noom.com slash This Is America to keep my thoughts in order to follow a plan designed by psychologists to help me make sure I stay hydrated, to make sure that I'm tracking my meals, counting the calories, staying focused on my health, not getting anxious, not overeating. That's important because sometimes this politics, the news, it gets me stressed out. First thing I want to do is grab a cheeseburger. So you can do this. It's an app. You can do it anytime, anywhere. Now is the time for you to take control over your health mental health, 
all that. Noom.com slash This Is America is where you got to go to check out your trial. It's a personalized trial, so go to Noom.com slash This Is America. Noom.com slash This Is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. I have a special guest that I want to bring on to the line here that may or may not, okay, may not, be the Fouchster. Fouchster, are you there? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm here. Yes, 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 yes. Are you wearing your mask right now? I have my microphone mask on the microphone. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. We need. I might double need... it up because it's you and you're from the swamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Double it up for sure. Dirty Fouchy always in here. We got to <laughs> well, get it. Tell me what we were talking about before. Before. You got you to gotta give me some pretext here. <laughs> I forgot. I just remembered it was funny. But thank you, Dr. Fauci, for joining us. Uh, that's Dr. Uh, Fugazi Fauci who joined us today and uh, also known as Brady, our producer extraordinaire, who does a great Fauci. But something that Fauci actually really said was that COVID's not going anywhere and it won't be eradicated. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as we get further and further uh, in the experience with Omicron and perhaps even variants that might come after that, it's very, very clear. For example, with Omicron, if you have a larger number of infections, and as the data that I presented here indicate that there is looks like a significant lessening of severity compared to others, it becomes much more relevant as to what the seriousness of the impact on society is. We're never going to stop counting tests, but we're looking forward, as I think everyone feels is appropriate, that ultimately when we're going to have to, quote, live with something that will not be eradicated and very likely would not be eliminated, but can actually be at such a lower level of control, namely a control that does not disrupt society, does not disrupt the economy, that it will be much more relevant as to what the level of seriousness of impact is as opposed to infection, which might turn out to be milder. So we very well may see a transition in that direction. Okay, so that was Fauci, that we may see this, we may not see that. You might do this, but you might not do that. Or uh, in my Fauci impression, I'd say, well, you know, we, we've got this, but we've got that. If we don't have this, we don't have that. Wet is dry, dry is wet. And uh, I admit that isolation is very harmful to people. That's right. So now Fauci explains why the um, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed their protocols on Monday, which we talked about here on this program, from 10 days down to five days. And that was down from a week before, which was uh, 14 days. In an interview with CNN's Jim Acosta, while 
you know, talking about everything else that he talks about and saying, well, you know, we're trying to keep society running. And even Rochelle Walensky went on to say, you know, this is what we're doing because we believe that uh, people were tired of this. You know, in, in effect, that's what I got out of it. I think she used the word tolerance, that you know, this is what people can tolerate. And it's interesting. So it's not following the science, it's following the tolerance. And it wasn't about what we could tolerate, you know, back when they said 15 days to flatten the curve, right? Which turned into, I don't know, we're going on 20-something months. What was it all about? Did they stumble on it? Was it pre-planned? Was it a conspiracy to take away your ability to breathe clean air? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I, I never try to presume things until I really know things. I never try to talk myself into things. That's just one of the things I've learned in life that we just don't know. Uh, perhaps I'm not a detective. Some people are detectives and they figure everything out and that's it. It's, you know, they're judge, jury, executioner. There's no way you can talk them out of it. You know, they can tell you exactly where Jeffrey Epstein is today, how he got there, how he's living in an underground uh, submarine that's beneath his pedophile island and uh, connects to so-and-so's adjacent neighboring pedophile island. And people have everything from, you know, the head of the International Monetary Fund to the World Economic Forum, and they connect all the dots. And I, my opinion is that I don't know if these things are always that neatly connected. I think sometimes you just have people that have shared interests and they end up doing similar things despite not being a coordinated effort. I don't think they sit around the table putting their pinkies in their mouths and going, <laughs> you know, like Dr. Evil would. But that's my take on it. And more to come straight ahead. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. I got hairy legs. Hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. In the sun. Come up my legs. From the morning until the day's done. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, Washington. Good morning, Seattle. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. I'm here with you straight till 9 a.m. on KTTH. And I want to um, bring you back to a point in time, right? Earlier we were talking about how Joe Rogan says that Michelle Obama could beat Trump in 2024. And it makes me think, you know, why is this even part of the conversation? And my comments on that were that, you know, ever since 2008, when Obama got into office, lots of things kind of went haywire. Well, back in 2008, Mark Bauerlein was a voice crying in the wilderness as experts uh, greeted this new generation of quote unquote digital natives with the extravagant hopes for their high tech future. He pegged them as the dumbest generation and he is the the author of The Dumbest Generation grows up from stupefied youth to dangerous adults. And I'd have to agree, because what happens to the people that were young during 2008, like AOC all out crazy, right? Our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens. That's what you get. Anyway, without further ado, I want to welcome Mark Bauerlein to the program. Welcome, sir. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to join you. Awesome. So tell us about the book, 
Obviously not a very politically correct uh, title. The dumbest generation grows up <laughs> from stupefied youth sure. to dangerous adults. Go for it. Sure. Well, Steve, you remember in, in 07, uh, 06, 07, 08, the millennials, those 17, 18, 21-year-olds, were hailed as the greatest generation in human history. They were going to be more informed. They were more worldly. They were expert in all the tools. They would lead America into the 21st century. They voted for Obama in big numbers, and they were the most also tolerant generation, the most progressive generation that mm -hmm. we've ever seen. And when they grow up, they're just going to blow us all away. Well, they, they did live through the Obama years. It's interesting you, you mentioned that because their president was Obama, and they didn't really know any other president because they didn't learn any history. They didn't learn about our country except the, the evils of slavery and Jim Crow and, and the, uh, the, the Indians. They thought that, well, this is the world the way it ought to be. And when Donald Trump won in 2016, it was trauma for them. They had never known anything like this could ever happen. I mean, <laughs> they actually believed they never should lose. They should always win because— they had the right, just, good things on their side. Well, now they're 30 years old, and how, how are they doing? See, well, rates of depression, anxiety are up. Uh, so is narcissism. Their job dissatisfaction is very high. Uh, they are not the most tolerant generation. In fact, they are the most vengeful and vindictive generation. That's what the social surveys show. And they feel bitter. They feel betrayed. Why? Because when back, back in 08, they lived in a utopian space. It was called their bedroom. They had the phone. They had the video game console. They had the iPod, the music. They had the TV on all the time. They had the laptop, and they could open up to this world of their own creation, their own friends, their own contacts the games and everything else. And now they're 30 years old and they just don't understand why can't the world be like my bedroom was back in, back in 08. Why did we have to look at that orange haired guy for, for four years? That just wasn't right. And, and so here we are, we let them sink into their tools. We let them live with peer culture and youth culture all the time. We didn't give them church God. We didn't give them a country of which they could feel proud we didn't give them good books and good movies and, and good media, uh, good, good news shows. We didn't push upon them growing up. And so they haven't. And this is where we are now with a bitter generation that isn't having children. They're not getting married. They're not settling down. What they're doing is they're joining Antifa. They are embracing false gods of racial justice and, and social justice and gender fluidity. And, and they're, they're, they're uh, you know, I wonder if they are just a permanently lost generation. You know, Professor, you, you really uh, paint this picture so eloquently. And, and I don't say that to be complimentary. I, I, I mean that because I, I would have said what you just said in a different way. These self-entitled, um, you know, spoiled brat of a kid uh, or spoiled brats of kids have brought their culture into the real world and there's a culture clash and now they want to run the world the way they ran their lives and 
they're destroying the concept of America that so many of us know. Now, perhaps I'm being hyperbolic when I say it that way, but I think that's how I see it. And I think a lot of people see it like that. But in comes you, right? A professor emeritus of English at Emory University, author of several books. And Mark Bauerlein, you've put it in a way where I think you could speak to the left at where they could, you know, this could appear in the New York Times. And what you just said, I think, would make sense to a lot of people, even on the left, where they would go, yeah, you know what, that makes sense. We do have to kind of uh, bend a little bit here. How did you um, uh, first stumble upon this notion of not trusting anybody under 30? (laughs) Well, you know, back in those heady days of web 2.0, 2.0, 2005, 06, there was so much about these amazing kids and these amazing tools. And I saw so many of my colleagues on campus, liberals all, uh, sort of going along with this and not sounding any warning signs because they didn't want to appear old-fashioned. They don't want to appear fuddy-duddies and old fogies and reactionaries and, God forbid, conservatives. And so they, they indulged the kids, and the kids took this entitlement mentality because of what the elders were saying. I mean, many teachers did I hear, you know, I really learn more from my kids, my students, than they learn from me. I said, oh, my goodness, then why are we so paying you? you anything? So it was kind of, it, go ahead, go ahead. No, I say you got to look at a teacher like that and say, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, so... Here we have these kids, they've grown up and all the dreams and all the hype, it hasn't turned out. And, and see, what, what you said was not an exaggeration a moment ago, because what does a disappointed utopian do to explain the disappointments? Well, we don't have this wonderful society of universal happiness that we thought we would have because there are still some bad people out there. And if we just get rid of the bad people, then we'll have a world in which love is love and and everyone can pursue his or her own dreams. If you want to be a, a, a man, even though you have a woman's body, that that's just fine as well. And they bec- this is the source of that vindictiveness. 2,000 of them will sign a petition to get one person fired for telling a dumb joke. This is, this is what, where, where the bitterness leads. And I, I find that you can't debate. You can't discuss things. These are not liberal kids. They vote Democrat, but they're not liberals. My liberal professor colleagues are nervous now. They worry that they're going to say the wrong thing in a class and get a complaint filed against them, even though the thing could have been completely innocent. So people are you talked about coworkers. Yeah, the older coworkers look at these young, younger, younger hirees and, and think, boy, they're awfully demanding and they're illiberal. They don't accept contrary opinions. They're actually a little bit frightening. So, Professor, and we're on with uh, Mark Bauerlein, author of The Dumbest Generation Grows Up from Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults, with um, a minute and a half to go. Please give us an idea of, uh, obviously, what do you think the solution is? How do we get past this hurdle? Well, I I think people like you and others are doing the right thing because what, what you said, I was listening to you a few minutes ago before I came on the air, we've got to give them a positive alternative to what they believe. They believe America is is a racist, sexist, uh, imperialist nation. 
We've got to give them the America of Mark Twain. We've got to give them the, the, the America of the music man. We've got to give them a positive America because the fact is they want to believe in something. They want to feel good about the world they live in. So the 1619 Project gives them a bad world to live in. If we announce to them America is a great place, whatever sins, America is a wonderful legacy for you, and the opportunity is out there. Give them the positive messages. I think they will come on board because it's what they deep down really want. The author, Mark Bauerlein, Professor Emeritus of English at Emory University, and of course the book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults. Buy a copy, one for yourself, one for a friend. The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults. Professor, uh, my pleasure having you on. For each and every new book you have, make sure you come on This Is America with Rich Valdez. I think people need to hear what you have to say. I really appreciate your conversation this morning. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right, straight ahead, we got a whole bunch more to cover on what's going on in the craziness. Plus, Happy New Year. Will we be allowed to have a Happy New Year or not? I don't know. Let's see what the Fouch says. This is America. times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter, JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. Welcome back, Washington. Good morning, Seattle. It's Rich Valdez. I'm here with you till 9 a.m. And like the good professor just told us, the situation we're facing now is a combination of the progressives that grew up with Obama as president, the AOCs of the world, combining with your 60s hippie radicals like Bernie Sanders. Right? And, and there's this marriage between the two, and they believe in silencing the opposition. Like we talked about with Seattle Public Schools, they believe in silencing you if they don't like what you have to say. That's what they do, and they'll use the power of government to do it the power of whatever they've got. I was looking at a story where Robert Malone, he's a doctor, a immunologist, virologist, scientist, uh, who was a key contributor to the mRNA vaccine technology. And even though he created this technology that's being used for the current vaccines, he's an outspoken critic of the COVID-19 mandates and rules. His uh, Twitter account was suspended by Twitter. And it reminds me, who else didn't they like, right? Well, after January 6th, they didn't like Donald Trump. And they said, you know what, President Trump, you're out. We're not going to hear from you either. We're going to silence you. Now, he wrote on his Substack page uh, to more than half a million followers that his account was permanently suspended by Twitter. And he said, we all knew it would happen eventually. Over half a million followers gone in, bl in the blink of an eye. That means I must have been on the mark, so to speak, he wrote on December 29th, over the target. It also means we lost a critical component in our fight to stop these vaccines being mandated for children and to stop the corruption in our governments as well as the medical industrial complex and pharmaceutical industries, end quote. That's a quote from Dr. Robert W. Malone, who is, a uh, uh, again, a pioneer of the mRNA vaccine technology. So the stuff that these vaccines are made of, and you'll hear a lot of anti 
uh, vax critics of the vaccine say that, you know, it's not a vaccine. It's a gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. It's a DNA uh, manipulation, uh, all of that stuff. He's the guy that created this stuff. And it's just interesting to me because his critique, you can't say that he's not credible, right? I, I don't think you can just th- throw the baby out with the bathwater here because the guy is, you know, a renowned pioneer in the industry until he disagreed, until he went against and they said, we're going to silence you. Just like they did with Trump, just like they're doing with anybody else they don't like. People they don't agree, they shut you down because that's what authoritarians do. That's what totalitarians do. That's how they, they do it. So when attempting to access Malone's page, it gives that boilerplate Twitter suspension message that says account suspended because of uh, apparently his violation to Twitter rules. Now, what are the Twitter rules? Well, they get to make whatever rules they want. It's Twitter. It's a private company. It's their thing. I get it. But again, what did he do? Well, in the Times of India, it's reporting that he really all he did was, you know, make criticisms toward this being used toward children, uh, principally being mandated for children. Right. So um, this is interesting because a lot of parents are concerned about this, the, the debate whether to vaccinate or not with the COVID-19. And it's ongoing. But Robert Malone virologist, immunologist, claims that COVID vaccines may not be safe for kids, which has stirred concerns everywhere. Here's the claim. Let's see, I gotta open this up. Okay, in a film statement by Dr. Robert Malone, U.S. virologist, talks about the downside of vaccinating kids against COVID-19. Malone has previously claimed to be the inventor of mRNA vaccines and associated with several... um, what they're calling misleading misinformation uh, pieces of info or at the same time. So it depends on the media you read, right? They're saying that he's misleading and misinforming. My, my question is, if the guy is really who he says he is or who they say he is, right? They say he's a U.S. virologist and immunologist, and he's saying, look, I'm, I, even if he just helped make the technology, whether he's the inventor of it or not, he's a pioneer in that field. Are we about to call him a misinformation specialist because we disagree? Is that really the way we're going to do it? It seems that's how it's going to be. And and it's unfortunate. And you know why? It's because people will deify those they like and vilify those they don't. And everything you do and say will be held against you in everywhere, on Twitter, in real life, in, in schools, in public schools. And that's what they do. And it's because... Because just like the prisoners in January 6th who they didn't like and they said, oh, you guys are speaking out, you, you were protesting and whatever. OK, great. We're, we're locking you up and you're not going to get to talk to anybody. Right. Or just like uh, some of the hosts on MSNBC that, you know, uh, Michelle uh, Nicole Wallace, who says that she's a Fauci groupie. Th- these people, they um, they they don't like what if they don't like it, they won't talk about it. And I don't typically operate that way. I like to talk about things I disagree with because I think it's good to have conversation. And it's fascinating that they'll go to these lengths. But that's where they are. Now, I want you to hear this this clip from uh, the MSNBC host because she admits that she is a Fauci groupie. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean... Jason, you see how difficult this is for this administration. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks, buy the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere except when I sit down. And I am certain that this is not a variant I can outrun. And, and I wonder where you think the sort of conversation is heading at this moment, Jason. 
So uh, Jason won't be able to answer that, but I will. <laughs> I'll tell you that I don't think I'm not running anything. I can tell you that uh, I can endure as much as God will allow me to endure. So I will get sick and I'll get better and I will build immunity. And if I need uh, to, to do other things, I'll do those things as well. If you need to take a vaccine, you should take a vaccine. If you need whatever you need, you should do. I don't think anybody's saying that people shouldn't do what they need to do. You got to do what you got to do. And and I, one area I agree with Fauci is that this new, um, whatever you call it, whether you want to call this a bioweapon or you want to call it a lab leak or whatever it is, to me, the outcome is the same. This thing's going to be around until it's not around as much, right? So I guess Ebola's still around, but it's no longer a, a huge threat like it was. Uh, SARS is still around, but it's no longer a huge threat like it was. COVID is still around, but it's becoming less of a threat than it used to be. And we're going to get to that point. But Fauci says it won't be eradicated, and uh, I, I agree. It's not going to be eradicated. I get that. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to have New Year. It doesn't mean that just like the flu. The flu, you tell me, the flu's been around forever, and it's going to be around forever. That's how these things work. And the left is always going to try and silence us and steer us in one direction versus another. And if they don't like what you say, you're a conspiracy theorist. And that's where we have to draw the line and say, no, it's time for us to have a conversation. We actually have to stand for something because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. Right. That's a quote from Hamilton and Sir Edmund Burke, who said the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So it's time that all of us you know, stand up. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, um, storming the Bastille, but it means taking a stand and, and, and no longer cowering. So I wish you all the best. Have a great New Year. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Año Nuevo. I am Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. It's been my pleasure to be with you. I hope to be with you again sometime soon. And I wish you, above all, a very happy, healthy, and blessed 2022. Hasta la próxima. This is America. like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter, JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.